Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. We're gonna behave this evening. So welcome everybody to uh, Sunday evening service. So this is the first time we're streaming, so hope, and, and I checked. Third week in a row that we said this is their first time streaming, and we actually are streaming, so I checked back there. Um, but no, welcome you guys, I, I appreciate it. We got a packed house this evening, so um, I'm gonna do some good things. He, he talked about the upcoming fundraiser, and I'm sure that's been pounded into you guys, like you said, but um, like he said, but um, you guys know how important uh, of a season that is, so thank you to Kelly and everybody else that does that. Um, so to start off this evening, one, my printer wasn't working, which was terrible, so I have to work off my iPad here. It's a weird angle. We've gone through this before. But to start off this evening, um, you guys all know, like, in your friend group, we all have that one person, right, that just has a silver tongue. Um, somebody that can talk really well. Um, usually, like for us fellas, somebody who's really good with ladies and somebody that's just a, a really convincing person. Um, we all have that one person in our friend group, right? And we all can either think of it right now, and if you can't think of it, you probably are that person, right? But there, we all have one person who is just born and blessed with a silver tongue. Um, in preparation for this week, I was thinking about mine, and, and I work with this guy who is just incredible with words, like um, can sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, when he talks, just just uh, rivers flow, great rivers flow from his mouth. Um, one thing he's really good at is is he's a fairly ugly dude. Um, not really that good looking, but, but he was always had like good looking women with him and he was always really good at talking to females. Um, Mitch is, Mitch is kind of one of those, but you're better looking than him. Um, so one day we were driving and we were actually going to a Broncos game and I've known him for years at this point. So I asked him, I'm like, dude, what, what, what are you doing? Like, what are you drinking? What is in your water that you can just talk so well and, um, and um, that you just seem to say the right things? Because I, I hate to break it to you, my man, but you are ugly. Like, and, and, and he said something pretty profound and, and um, really got me thinking. But what he said was, I make sure whenever I talk, one, I talk confidently, which we all know that, right? If, if you're a good talker, you have to get up and talk confidently. But he said he, he does this one thing every time he's talking to a lady or somebody, and, and it's really funny. And what he said he says is he makes sure to say at least 100 to 1,000 times in a conversation how awesome he is. Right. So, and I kid you not, he's like, when I, when I talk to, to people, or when I talk to ladies, if they ask me a question, I almost always end it with, yeah, because I'm awesome. Does that work, by the way? Okay. <laughs> but so, so what he was talking about, though, was the idea of, and that's hilarious that that doesn't work. So um, what he's talking about is the idea of, of using your words wisely or... or um, being almost manipulative, which we'll get into that, but, but 
being very deliberate and objective with your words. And if you think about that deeply, that's actually a, a skill and it's very biblical given to us by God. And, and what you'll find is our words have a ton of power. And I'm not specifically like, I know there's a lot of thoughts out there where people talk about manifestation or these things that if, if you say it enough, you can make it come true. And I don't necessarily believe that. I don't necessarily believe that's biblical. But what I am telling you guys is that our words have a lot of power. Um, the things we say and or don't say carry a lot of weight and can can either help us help others or they can hinder us, especially in our walks with with Christ, right? There's a, uh, there's a three-way war going on every day for your soul. And, and we've talked about this in the past, but right, we're, we're warring for our own souls. Um, God's fighting for our soul. And most importantly, the, the devil's trying really diligent every day to fight for our souls, correct? So what we're going to see in scripture and when we talk about this evening is that our words can become our ultimate weapon, um, in defense of our soul, in our relationship with God, and in our relationship with others. Our words, our words have almost been given to us as, as a way to form our relationship with God. Because think about it this way. We can all think of a time that words have built us up, correct? And more importantly, we can probably think of many times that words have brought us down or hurt us, or have shaped our life in one way or another. Your words have a ton of power, um, and what you'll see is that that, that is a God-given thing, and we're to use it wisely. Words build, but how, we, how do we use our words to build relationships? We can, we can use our thoughts and our words to build relationships that we want, and especially with God, we'll find out that that's important. Our words are our ultimate God-given weapon. What we say matters, and that's just going to be the theme of this evening. So um, to start off, if you have your Bibles, open up with me to Proverbs, and we're going to be a couple places in Proverbs. Um, But I I wanted to read a a piece of scripture to you guys real quick that's not in Proverbs, and it's uh, Luke 21, verse 5. This is, what, this is what Jesus is saying in this verse. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of you or your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. Keeping that in mind, right? We see Jesus telling us in this battle for our souls, it, as we fight ourselves and we fight the devil and, and, we, and Jesus is fighting for our lives every day, we see that words are given to us to to be able to win these fights and to help build others and build ourselves. You guys ready to get into it tonight? So we're going to start off first, Proverbs 10, verse 19. It says this. I hate reading off this iPad too, so forgive me. Getting old. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. Didn't think we were going that direction first, did we? Honestly, the, and the reason I chose this, right, because here's, I'm going to paint the picture of the book of Proverbs for you guys. Proverbs in general is, is a book of wisdom that's teaching you how to conduct yourself and how to talk. And there's 
almost hundreds of verses in there I could choose to, to um, that talk about using your words wisely or talking to people or talking to God. I chose this one, right? Let's read it again. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. How many times in your life have you said the wrong thing that's ruined a relationship? Or your big mouth has gotten you in trouble? Or big mouths have costed you a job? Or things like that. Big deal, right? Almost always, you see this reoccurring theme in here. We don't want to waste words. Make sense? The less we talk, the more people care what we have to say. Has anybody really experienced that? Like, we all know a coworker or somebody like that who is just a talker, right? And Mitch and I actually had, had this conversation today where I told him I don't really like people that tell a lot of stories um, because storytellers to me are mostly BS. Um, and there's a, there, there's a couple firefighters in here that... Um, that can agree with me, right? We all know six guys at the firehouse who are Navy SEALs. We all know 10 who are D1 athletes and not a single one of them could prove it, right? It's all talk. What happens when we close our mouths and we learn to listen to others or to be patient or to um, take in what people are saying? At the same time, I'm going to choose my words deliberately, say or not say what I need to. That is almost always the tactic that has worked in my life because my biggest regrets in life, and we can write this down, are the words I said, not the words I didn't say, right? And usually we, we lean to one side or the other, and almost always it is more prudent, and you see it here in, in Proverbs and, and just Jesus as an example to listen first, to keep your mouth shut and to choose your words wisely because our words have power, right? The biggest gift given to anybody, um, to any of God's chosen, is the power of words. Choose them wisely. God empowers us through words we speak. God empowers us through the words we speak or we do not speak. How important is it to keep my mouth shut sometimes? Almost always, and I've gotten better at this as I've gotten older, I am really good at not saying everything that comes into here. And that wasn't something I was good at in my 20s. And I know a couple people out here who don't have those filters, right? If you do not have a filter, raise, my hand, raise your hand if you regret that. You ever regret saying things that, that just go, wait, stop it. Just go, <laughs> if you could see the look he was giving you, I'm not talking to her. Um... But almost always, right, I'm like, oh, goodness, I can't believe I said that to that person. I'm gonna, I end up regretting that for a long time. Knowing, um, knowing that this is such a gift, knowing that God has given us the, the ability to build or tear down with words, I want to choose my words wisely. And, and I, I, I thought about it this way per, preparing for this. If God came down and gave me a brand new um, Dodge Ram 3500 Longhorn Dually, right? I would try my hardest to take care of that because that is a gift, right? It's almost the same thing with gifts that are given to us to gifts that are given to us by God, and our words is our number one weapon, right? 
I want to be careful with how I use these gifts that are given to me because I want to build people up. I don't want to tear them down. And if I'm being honest, I don't want to make myself look like a moron in the process. Um, there's 20 other things a day that I can do that I do do to make me look like a moron, like saying doo-doo. Um, <laughs> I don't need to add extra ones. Think about what you are saying. It's biblical, right? God empowers us through the words that we speak to others. That's deep. So moving on, we're going to, um, verse 29 that we're, or, that we're in. I'm sorry, move with me to Proverbs, and I, I forgot to put the, uh, the um, verse here, but Proverbs 20, verse 20, Proverbs 21, verse 20. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death. Who's heard that before? Pretty powerful verse, right? The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The entire premise of Proverbs, um, and I'm sorry, this is Proverbs verse 18. I actually put it in my notes. You're welcome. Um, Proverbs 18 from verse 1 to 20, the entire preference of what is being said here is how do we get along with others? That whole scripture is built together in one for us to talk about how we get along with others. So we talked about the importance of keeping our mouth shut, but now how can I use my words to help others? I said earlier that we can all think of a, a story that, that where words have been used to tear us down. And I've talked about it up here before, but growing up and even now, I really loved football when I was young. Um, and I always wanted to play, and that was what made me happy. That was what brought a good relationship with my dad. There was all kinds of deep things for, for a young kid. Um, and I remember, so a little backstory on my grandfather, right? My grandparents, and we've talked about them up here too. Um, my grandparents were coming to one of my football games. And uh, a little backstory, my, my grandfather's an old school cowboy, trained horses, um, all of that stuff. Hardcore dude, right? And, and I, had, I tend to be a little softer as a kid sometimes. Um, but they were coming to watch my football game, and I was so excited. Um, because I was good at that, right? It was something that I can impress my dad and impress my grandfather and, and something I was really psyched about. And I remember I had this excellent game and I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. Best game of my life, super happy. Ran up to my dad and my grandparents afterwards and, and I remember my grandfather, right? I ended up throwing a game-winning block, things like that. Who cares, it's seventh grade. But at the time, that was a big deal to me, and I remember the one thing my grandfather said. Why did you get that penalty in the second half? And I was deflated, right? And that seems like such a small story, but how many of those stories do you guys have that you remember for, for a very long time? I remember that. I was probably 12 or 13 at the time, and I'm 31 years old. Words that we say with people last a long time, and they weigh on us, right? They, they, they tend to hold us down. Um, and we experience these things for a long time. 
you're going to sit here and tell me that words aren't powerful. We remember these things, right? What this verse is essentially telling us is whatever I dish out, whether beneficial or harmful, right? Because our words can be both. I will feed on it. We reap the consequences of what we say, right? How many times in our marriage, and I think there's only one married couple in here, but how many times in our marriage do you live through something that you said a week ago or a month ago? And I'm looking exclusively at them. I'm glad you're here, Megan. Um, How many times do things get brought up? And, And I'll defend my dudes in here for a second. Women are the worst at it. You can see me after service, right? But um, how many times do we say things that are brought up against us that we said a month ago or a year ago or a decade ago, right? Women don't forget those things, right? But, but it's, a, it's a human thing too. Um, be, you you, you want to know why? Because as a husband and a, and a leader, and I hate saying this to one person in the room, I'm not singling you out, you're the only example. It's your job as a leader of the household and, and the husband and the, the leader to build people up and choose your words wisely. And when you don't, those things are remembered and they last a long time. Why? Because words are hurtful. Words hurt. Um, they feel really good, but we don't often remember a lot of good things that are said. We, we remember the, the hurt that people's words cause us, right? And that's hard to get over. Those are painful, painful lessons. Those who are uh, wise enough to love and, and appreciate the power of what a man says will be blessed by those who love to break others down. And their words will suffer the same. Tons and tons of examples, but we can all think, right? Words hurt. Our words carry a lot of power. We should be careful about what we say um, because that's as important, and that's what this verse is saying. What we say is as important as what goes into our body, what we eat, right? And, and think about what, how deep that is. Words, what is being said here is words are our nourishment. Maybe not physically, but words are our spiritual nourishment. Just like I need to eat um, to have energy, I need to hear certain things for my soul to have energy, and I need to give certain things for my soul to have energy. Because remember we said at the beginning, there's a three-way fight for your soul every single day. Words are nourishment to your soul and to other souls. Think about the poison or the nourishment that that could be for you. It's just as important as what you eat. The ultimate way to use your weapon is to use it to God's advantage because again, and I know I say it, I say it, say it, I know it's repetitive, Words have power. So how do we use our words to God's advantage? Number one, we use them to build people up, right? Um, Number two, we use them to be honest and to bring honesty between you and God in a relationship. God says, ask and you will receive. Um, But think of the power that we've talked about with confessing sins to a friend or bringing things forward to God like we said last week. If you bring forward good, great, deep, meaningful words to God in prayer, in study, um, you're building that relationship with him, right? Which is our ultimate goal. How we choose to use or not use our words is just as important as 
the nutrients that goes in our body because it's our soul's nutrients. Last one. So I, I, we, we provided an example, right, of how important it is to keep your mouth shut and how important it is to, to use our words as nourishment and encouragement. Last one. Turn with me, and I do have the verse written down. You, you guys happy about that? Proverbs 17, 28. It says this. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. What's being said here? Think about this for a second. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths, uh, with their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. Our words can be so reckless and dumb sometimes, right? And we talked about the power. Who's on right counter tonight? Never mind. Um, you are? Where are we at? Ah, we'll keep going. Uh, he's counting. Our words, right, can be so reckless and so dumb. And we talked about the, the, the power of keeping our mouth shut and choosing our words wisely. But let's talk about the, the, the converse here. How important or how many times have you guys regretted not saying something that needed to be said? Just as equally as important, how many times you remember not standing up for yourself um, or not standing up for somebody else or not saying something uh, maybe I know for most of us, like a big time for me, I can think of a ton of people that I regret not telling them I love. How powerful is that? Even just telling people, um, even people that don't want to hear it, giving them thanks or telling them that you love them is such a big, refreshing deal for people's soul. Think about how deep that is in your relationship with people. Multiply that times 10, and that's how, how deep that is a relationship with God. Words that we don't say are just as important, right? Things that we don't tell people become a big deal and often become our biggest regrets, right? Raise your hand if that's a regret in this room. I know, and people don't have to do it, but I know everybody regrets not saying things too, which is just as equally important. What happens when we remain silent? When we choose not to use our ultimate weapon when we really should? Is that a good thing? We talked about the power of building people up, but how, how important is it for me to stick up for people or to stick up for myself or to stick up for God or Jesus or all of those things? I'm very, very guilty, especially as a Christian, of remaining silent when I shouldn't have been. I almost tend to lean to one extreme or the other, right? I can be a big mouth, and, and, and that's gotten me in so much trouble, so what do I do like you guys? flip to the opposite, and try to keep my mouth shut. My biggest problems in life stem from me not being able to, to meet in the middle or to walk that tight line, right? I either have to be one extreme or the other. It's just as important to, to voice the things that you need to voice as it is to remain silent and sit and not say dumb things. Just as important because that is our ultimate weapon. Our words have power. I'm getting used to looking at the camera too. Zoom in on that shot. Love it, baby. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. Love the encouragement in here. Our words have power, right? Um, what we don't say sometimes and oftentimes haunt us for a long time 
because that again is a, is a, is a way for us one to express ourselves, which is important, but to express who we are and who our maker is, right? The biggest thing about our words and the most important thing is that our words are a direct reflection of the God that we serve. How we conduct ourselves, how we act, and more importantly, how we talk to people or choose not to talk to people is so important because it is a reflection of God inside of you. It is a reflection of um, the traits that you've been brought up in and, and the, the, um, the attributes of Christianity. But most importantly, you're a reflection of God's love in this world. When you choose to stand up or when you choose to say the things that need to be said, that is our ultimate way of showing love, the, the love of God to others. It's important, right? Just as important as the things we don't say, it's it, the, the things that we, or just as important as the things that we don't need to say is the things that we do say, right? Getting there. Because we're a reflection of our creator and the creator of the universe. And there's something deep, impactful, and powerful about that. One of the greatest stories I can think of um, is I remember being a new firefighter. Um, and a couple of you guys, more firefighter stories, right? That's my life. That's all I've lived. That's all I've known for a long time. But I remember how tough of an environment it, that is. And maybe, especially people online can relate because it's no different from being a cowboy um, or doing other type of blue collar jobs, right? It is a scary environment to enter, especially when you're young and you're um, naive and you think you're going to do something and then add the dangers of the job on top of that. And what happens is a lot of times you have trouble fitting in, right? You have trouble um, with hazing or trouble with meeting the standards of the job and that becomes a really rough, um, that becomes a really rough time, right? And then add on to that, people beat you up and you beat yourself up and it just becomes this rough thing. I can remember like one of my first shifts as a, as a, as a newly out of the academy firefighter and I was working with, with a really legit crew um, and one of them actually is my big boss now. But I'm working with this crew who has this reputation of just being hardcore dudes, right? They look at fire and it goes out. Um, and I was not, I was like this short little um, chubby looking dude that uh, was just lucky to be there. And I actually remember when I joined the fire academy, like a dude laughed at me. And he was like, yeah, you're never gonna make it here. So I'm taking that experience and, uh, and bringing it into working with this crew and I was nervous. So they're, they're quizzing me and they're testing me and I have to show them that I can throw ladders and deploy line and do all this stuff and I'm really tired and they're working me like a dog. And I remember being super defeated at, at the end of this and what somebody said to me, like I, I had thoughts of wanting to quit because I was that defeated. I was like, screw this, I'm, never, I'm gonna go work at a bank and never come back here and uh, probably make more money. Wasn't a bad idea, hindsight being 2020. Um, Joe laughs at that. But I remember the officer of that taking me aside one night when I was just absolutely defeated. And what he said to me was so powerful. 
uh, so simple but so powerful that I've carried it with in my career and I've made sure to tell other firefighters this. After being defeated and wanting to quit and, and um, just not having a good time, the best firefighter on our department told me, you know what, you're going to be a good firefighter one day. And, I, and he, the all-important but, right? He throws in the comma but. You're not now, but you're going to be a good firefighter one day, and you guys do not know the life that that brought me. Something as simple or as powerful as that set the trajectory for my career, but not only did it do that, do that, it planted a seed in me that I wanted to plant in other people, so now I always make sure to tell um, people that earn it um, that they're going to be good one day. And that is super, super powerful. And I hope that each one of you guys have gotten to, to experience that at some point in your life because our words bring life. It's the nutrients for our soul. Some of the biggest mess-ups in my life, um, every big mess-up in my life, I can't even think of one that isn't, comes from the misuse of words. I've screwed everything up, and, and it's just the root of my biggest regrets because that's powerful to us, right? We all remember a time, in closing, we all remember the nice things that are said about us, correct? But more importantly, we remember the times that we were beaten down or we were broken or the people didn't say very nice things to us, um, and that shapes who we are, right? That's what has made us cold and calculated and withdrawn from people and put these walls in our lives. What can we do to tear people's walls down? I'm like super big about encouraging people. Not the best storyteller, not the best anything you're going to see up in here, but I love to pour into people and to encourage people. And a lot of that comes from words that, are given to me, that were given to me that weren't my own, right? Our words are powerful. Think about your relationship with God. And, and think about the existence of our earth for a second. What does it say in Genesis? God spoke our earth into existence, and those same words have been given to you guys. Correct? I'm using correct now. We'll start that counter next week. But it's so powerful, right, guys? If God can create this earth and spoke these words into existence, you can speak these words in yourselves. And again, I'm not talking about positive affirmations because that's not biblical. What I'm talking about is your ability to speak kind words to yourself, um, to speak God's word, to speak the truth, right? And what does it mean to speak the truth? You want to know my biggest struggle as a Christian is speaking the truth to people. Not a good storyteller. Not good at a lot, right? And where I mess up the most as a Christian and bringing others into Christ is I use truth as a weapon, and it's not. Truth is, is our tool to bring others in, right? But I'm so passionate about the truth sometimes that I use it as a weapon or a punishment against others. Um, and, and somebody said that to me this week when we were talking about it. I was, we, were, we were in the back talking, and I'm like, what makes me angry about this world, right, is that we've, and this, these are my quotes that I said, is that we've bloodied what the truth is. 
We have words like, well, this is my truth, or society will tell you certain truths, and I'm not going to get super political about it. But we can all agree that society in general, truth is a subjective thing, right? And that's not the definition of truth. So I get really passionate about that. I want to tell you guys God's truth, and I want to, you, you to be convicted about the truth. And what happens in that process is I ended up, I ended up using it as a weapon instead of a gift. And we tend to do the same thing with our words. Are you using your words or your wep- as a weapon or a gift? Are you using it to build people up? Are you using the truth that God has given in all of us to bring people in? Or are you using it to beat people down? Maybe some of you guys um, are struggling with that. Maybe some of you guys are struggling with the fact that you're new to Christianity or you don't understand some things and you grew up in a legalistic church that told you everything was a sin and that really used religion to beat you down. How many, how many of us are that or know people like that? I grew up in church. Um, me and my three brothers grew up in church together and one of us still goes to church because God's word and the truth and um, the love of the church and what we should be doing was reversed and used as a tool to beat people down. And that turns so many people away, and that's not what we want to do because that's not the gospel. We're called to bring people in, right? We're called to love other sinners because we are sinners too, and we're called to forgive people because we've been forgiven. But you can see in that example how even us as a big C church, right? I'm not talking about Save the Cowboy. But as a big C church, how we have, have taken these great gifts that God has given us and used them as weapons to turn people away. We want people, right? Where, where my weapon should lie with, with, my ultimate, um, with my ultimate abilities is to shoo the devil off or to bring people in with sincerity, not manipulation, not things like that. But we have taken those gifts and, and we have used them as a weapon. And I'll leave you guys with this. That's the power of, of the words that you guys speak. That's the power that is a God-given power. And the cool thing about that, that, that I love about us all having the power of, of life and death with our tongue is it's something that's given to all of us, right? Certain people are fast. Certain people are strong. Certain people are smart. But all of us have the power of words. It's almost like we're equal, right? Some of us know how to use them better. Some of us um, really use it to mess things up. But we're all given this equal gift, and and it it depends on how you're going to use it. And I want you to remember something with that. The words you use reflect the God that you serve. And that should be powerful to you guys, and I know it's powerful and convicting to me. The words that you use, how you pour into people, how you talk to yourself, how you feed your soul is a direct reflection of the God that you serve. And that is the point of evangelism. That is the point of the gospel. That's the point of of Jesus coming to die for each of our sins. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, um, as always, for this opportunity to get together this evening and, and just get to have these hard conversations and, and just get to examine ourselves and, and see what we're doing right, Lord, and, and, and what, what I'm doing wrong. Um, 
We just come with you, come to you with thanks that you give us great gifts, Lord, that, that you give us the ability to use things that you have given us in life to help others and to bless others. And Lord, I, I just pray a special prayer upon people that, that they use those amazing gifts, that, that we learn that our words are so powerful and we get to pour into others with that. And that's just such an amazing responsibility that, that you've poured on, poured on us. And, and may we use that wisely as we go into our work week, as we, we, we go into our life groups and talking to each other. May we just use the love and, and the gifts that you've given us to, to help others and, and help ourselves. But more, most importantly, grow your kingdom, Lord, um, because we know that you're coming soon and, and that we want to be with you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.